This is the Fantasy Road Show. Hey, how's it going? What's going on? Welcome to another episode of the Fantasy Road Show with your hosts, Truck and Calls. How you doing today, Calls? Doing great. How are you? Oh, fantastic. Wonderful day today. Uh, make sure you follow us on Twitter. You can find me at Fantasy underscore Truck. You can find him at Calls underscore Sports. Follow the show at Fantasy Road Show and the live. Uh, um, what's the one I'm talking about? <laughs> the uh, Substack. The fantasyroadshow.substack.com. I had a brain fart there. My apologies. Uh, Coles, so uh, you ready to get into some uh, waivers today? Some hitchhikers? Uh, yeah, sorry I couldn't bail you out there. I, I'm live, and I was like, what? What, what, are you, what are you trying to think of? Yeah. I wasn't uh, either. Um, all good. <clears throat> I was looking at our fantasy roadshow group. Um, I told you motherfuckers that I was coming for you last week, 13 and three. I am now three pick three behind place for, wow. uh, for the record. So had a feeling that was a good week. I, 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 it was the Jaguars, Cowboys and Ravens games that I got wrong. So I imagine everyone got those wrong. Yeah. Um, and, uh, it looks like 13. So I, it looks like I was the top scorer of the week. There's a bunch of 12s, Rob Coles, Shino Mack. And that's uh, for Mom, our Pick'em league. Mom, right? Rika. Yeah, this is Pick'em. Elmer Picks, he uh, also had 120, Nathan. Um, so, yeah, first place currently Mom, Rika, Elmer Picks, King Ra, and Script. Um, so that's who I'm fucking coming for. <laughs> okay. Uh, and then we'll, you'll hear more about that. What's on your Friday name? Where are you? For our, our Friday, uh, Friday pick em episode. What's your name? Um, what? What's your name on this? Oh, get some two, two, two. That's my, okay. uh, so my old school ESPN <laughs> login. Get some. Uh, yeah, I'll be maybe down Maybe you there. should, maybe you should change your, uh, your yeah. name to. Yeah fantasy tracker it's like the old school uh, xbox uh um gamer tags you know that's that yeah. one's from a long long time ago um, but anyway we are here today talking about waivers uh for week four we're getting into it today there's a lot of interesting names uh that we're going to be bringing up and talking about um so let's just get right into it calls huh about it buckle up all right so um running backs let's get right into it the top name that everyone's talking about, Devon A-Chain. Uh, it's no secret. The guy was a complete monster on uh, on Sunday. Uh, let's see. He had uh, 18 carries, th- 203 yards, four catches, uh, four targets, 30, 30 yards, two touchdowns in the air, two touchdowns on the ground. I mean, complete domination. Where do you see – just a quick question for you. Like, How do you see his usage moving forward? Is he like a 50-50 split with uh, Mostert or – is he going to eat into more of that? Um, well, I just want to, first off, am I allowed to just say I told you so um, for that <laughs> yeah, one? Toot, toot your own horn. If you guys were watching the road show last that's week. Horn, that's torn hooting. That, that's a horn tooting, a horn tooting, a torn hooting tooting. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's a horn tooting uh, uh, play right there. I mean, literally all week, go pick up Devon A-Chain. Ahmed is look trending to be out. Pick him up, pick him up. Um, I, I still want to clip that video from Saturday, from Sunday morning, because literally said, everyone stop what you're doing. Look on your waivers. Devon A-Chain is there. 
put him on your bench. I mean, at that point, I think Ahmed was ruled out. Um, yeah. So it became even more of a no-brainer for me. Um, you know, that offense thrives on speed and playmaking ability, and that's exactly what he has. So um, to me, I didn't think it was going to be four touchdowns, 200 yards on the ground. You know, <laughs> that obviously no one could – That that's just like – the craziness that happens in fantasy, right? Like no one could predict that. Um, yeah. But that was the type of week. Half of that was the type of week that you were waiting to see. And then he was going to become a luxury on, on, on the wire. And you saw, I mean, obviously in a massive way it happened, but yeah, I mean, in terms of timeshare, who cares? Um, it's going to be, yeah. uh, it's going to be, it's, you're going to want as every possible piece of the Dolphins offense that you could get. Um, they look like they're just going to put up ridiculous numbers all year on everyone. Um, <clears throat> so, I mean, he's a must-start home run hitting type asset. Like, Mostert's 31. He's only had two seasons in his entire career that he was healthy the entire season, and I guaranteed yeah. he wasn't a featured back. I actually don't have the numbers on that, but, um, a chain's going to be used. He's awesome. He's going to be used as a weapon just like he is. And, you know, it's one of those things like he's pretty small, but if healthy, he's going to be awesome and on the field and in situations where he can hit home runs, which he's going to do more times than not. So, um, yeah, mu must start if, well, I want to say must start, but like he's a, he's a must start player. Just so is. last week he was going against the Denver Broncos. Terrible defense. This yeah. next week they're in Buffalo. Uh, Buffalo just completely stopped um, Commanders in their tracks. They were two and zero, and they just Commanders suck. Completely yeah. routed. Yeah, but yeah. Uh, you know, are you afraid of this Buffalo matchup at all, or no? Um, I, I mean, like I have them, as I just said, like every team that we have together that he was available, we picked them up. Every team that I have, period, um, that's not Dynasty, I picked him up. I think we actually have him in a Dynasty team, which is awesome. But um, yeah. I, So for me, it was like I don't need him on any team. I, my Most teams that I have, I'm pretty good at running back, um, really because I was so aggressive on Kyron Williams and Zach Moss in the wire, and those ended up being the guys to grab that ended up hitting. Right. Um, but – it's going to be a it's definitely going to be at first a matchup dependent start that being said like that dolphins bills game should be pretty high scoring um yeah. so it just really depends on the matchups man i mean that's fantasy like for the most part you can flip a coin on basically all of these guys like we have all these tiers set up for draft season and then you get in season and like to me, the tears are massive. Like, yeah. Do not like, I, that's why I get so frustrated. And I tell myself every single week, just do not get emotionally invested. Like understand that this is all fucking random. We can sit here and speculate. There's experts that like know more about fantasy and football itself. Yeah. But at the end of the day, like, you know, you could take our advice and it's probably better than your own advice, but no one knows right so like it's yeah it's random but for the most part you have your dog wide receiver ones that you're starting no matter what 
and then you know there's a <clears throat> there's a tier of just guys who are pretty much must starts but like if you have an up-and-comer like a puka or a tank dell with a great matchup you're like oh, should i start them over them but for the most part it's you know play your matchup that you feel most confident in and it's all about target share you know like yeah no um like who's gonna have a serious target share all season long so you put him in that second tier where it's like all right um i'm trying to think of someone like a Cortland sutton he's in that tier now you know yeah not in a in an iuk in a in a you know chris alave he's not in that tier right yeah yeah, definitely a tier underneath. Right. Um, yeah, no, it's definitely something to think about when you're when you're looking at these matchups and these rosters where where you have guys tiered out and uh, who you feel comfortable starting in a week in week out or the considered must starts and then potential uh, up and comers. So, uh, but for me, if if you need a chain, don't be afraid to start him this week at Buffalo um, with the way that this Dolphins offense has been rolling. Like, you you know, it doesn't seem like anybody can stop him yet. So, yeah. um, but yeah, and I think a chain. I'll say it again this week on Pick'em. Dolphins are due for regression and like I'll maybe gonna be wrong. Um that being said, yeah. like this is not uh the Broncos. This is not one of those teams that they ju- they've played the first three weeks. This is the Bills who are playing at home and know that if they want to win the division, this is a game that they gotta win. So that's yeah. why you see them. I think they're two and a half point favorites. Um Ooh, Buffalo. Yeah, I think Buffalo is yeah. two, two and a half point favorites. Um, typically, like home field, home. Typically, the home team gets three points. So Vegas is valuing this as like a pick them leaning towards the, uh, the Dolphins in terms of like how they're just looking at both teams right now. If there's a power rankings, it would be 1A. Dolphins, one B, Bills. Yeah, Dolphins what, are ranked higher than Bills right now, and pretty much anybody's power rankings based on what we've seen through the first three weeks. Half of a point, so yeah. not actually, but like it's not even a full point difference. So that's just how Vegas looks at. It. I'm not talking about fucking Colin Coward. Um, <laughs> that's how. That's how. That's yeah. how Vegas is looking at this. That's three points is typically the uh, the home and away split uh, value yeah yes yeah. all right well um so that's one game i'm gonna be looking forward to this week i can't wait to watch that dolphins bills matchup it's gonna be awesome yeah um, and it's yeah, gonna so- be something you, you mentioned the the miami backfield like that's something that we're gonna be talking about and looking at every week at this point like um we're gonna have one week of Mostert and uh a chain and then we're gonna see what happens is well is wilson healthy does he come off the pup and then he's gonna be mixed in does he take away short yardage and goal line um so we're gonna have that conversation for the next few weeks so yeah it is a you true want three. anyone on the dolphins that you could possibly have right yeah it's to me it's a true three-headed backfield as of right now but the way i projected i, I do think a is the most talented running back on the team and towards as we're progressing towards the end of the season you're going to see a chain slowly but surely eat into that top spot in my opinion so um, is a chain the top of your list this week uh, for waiver wire ads? Uh, yeah, I mean, yes. Yeah, unless, I think so too. Unless you like are desperate for wide receiver, then 
Um, so he is available, or he's rostered in only 46% of leagues uh, in, in Sleeper, and he's only rostered in 16% of leagues on ESPN. So this week, Mike, I, I wrote down the availability in Sleeper and ESPN because I think it's this is very interesting. If you're in an ESPN league, a lot of these guys that we're talking about, they're not rostered in as many as Sleeper. Sleeper seems to be like um, the more higher-tiered players, uh, the more dedicated players that are picking up a lot a lot deeper leagues and stuff like that. So um, we, we had questions. a question. Yeah, absolutely. Right, so, so we're live, huh? So we're going to be <laughs> we're live calls. We're live. All right. Um, Ayuk stardom. Yeah. Ayuk's a must start. Is Thielen an ad? Yes, he is. Um, yeah. We're going to get into Thielen uh, in a little bit when we talk about wide receivers, but we talked about him last week. We told you guys he was the top of our ad um, for Thielen last week. If you listen to us, if you watch the show, he would already be on your roster. Yeah. But Brooks, do us a favor and show us, like, tell, tell us, give us an example of one of your teams where Thielen's on the waiver wire and you have to drop some, a list of a couple of players and we'll tell you who to drop, but that's kind of how it works. Yeah. Feel free to get detailed here. Um, you know, we want to know it's, it's very, uh, case by case scenario, but yeah, Thielen is an ad for sure. Um, all right, so like I said, A-Chain is only rostered in 46% of leagues on Sleeper, 16% on ESPN. Um, another guy who's rostered in a lot of leagues, uh, Roshan Johnson, rostered in 59% of leagues on Sleeper, so the majority have him on the team, but only 33% on ESPN. Um, is Roshan, how do you feel about Roshan going into this week, Coles? Dotson is who I would drop. He just hasn't been cutting it. Is there anyone else that you could drop on that team besides Dotson? Um, Roshan, yeah, I mean, sure, the Bears suck, but sure, yeah, yeah I mean, yeah, the, having the best running back on the worst team isn't always the best, the most valuable. So, um, yeah, it's just like great. Uh, would you trade Mostert for Pittman Jr.? I I already have Etn, Mixon, Kamara, and Kyron, so you got a nice running back group right there. Need an upgrade from Michael Thomas at wide receiver too. I'll let you take that one first, but I mean, yeah. Um, yeah, I would do that just because of this. Uh, Mostert, again, we talked about the injury history. Um, I, I don't think he'll be able to sustain this the entire season. And Pittman seems to be doing well with or without Richardson. So, um, And it's a 12-team PPR. Yeah, absolutely. I think I would do it. Uh, your running backs with ETN, Mixon, Kamara, and Kyron, are, that's a stout group right there. So I'd be fine getting rid of uh, Mostert, and Pittman seems like a, a viable candidate. So I would definitely do that. What about you, Coles? Yeah, I mean, it looks like Pittman's – I mean, he's a beast. We knew that, but it looks like he's got competent throwers, whether that's Minshew, we knew that. But um, uh, from what we've seen from Richardson so far this year, I think that um, I would be comfortable getting Pittman. He's got eight, eight and nine receptions on 11, 12, and 11 targets. Um, you know, yeah. the yards hasn't necessarily been there. He's more of a possession receiver, but – Think of like a Mike Evans light, um, you know, hopefully passing touchdowns come. Hopefully if Jonathan Taylor comes back, he's going to only get better. So um, sell high on Mostert and get Michael Pittman. That's a yes for me, especially right. because of your wide receiver room. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah, easily. Uh, looks like we got a few more viewers. If you guys have any questions about your teams, uh, potential trades, uh, who to pick up, let us know. We're just talking through this waiver wire this week. Uh, we've already gotten into A-Chain and Roshan. I'm going to bring up a couple more running backs, uh, Mike. Perfect, thank you. Yeah, no problem, Jose. Um, so I'm going to give you this list of running backs that are available, okay? And from the top, 
these guys are owned in a lot of leagues and the bottom is not owned in a lot of leagues. So the deeper we go, um, we talked about a chain. He's at the top of our list. Roshan is interesting, uh, but it's a terrible bears defense. Now you have three running backs on the Ravens. The Ravens just got uh, Gus Edwards is injured. You got justice Hill is the most owned in 40%, 46% and 31 on ESPN. But then you got Melvin Gordon, who's basically unowned and Kenyon Drake. Um, let's talk about this Ravens backfield and try to sort out, is it worth picking up anybody? Who do you like more than the others? Um, let's give these people some information on the Ravens. I don't think it's even worth talking about. I mean, it's like it hasn't changed, and it's not valuable. Okay. So Justice Hill, <laughs> don't pick him Justice, up. I mean, yeah. like, yeah, pick him up if you're in a deep league, but – there's not a lot of people that I would be starting or rostering Hill and Edwards over, and I wouldn't be confident starting either of them. So, I mean, um, we, who, do, who do you like the most things. out of who do you like the most out of Justice Hill, Melvin Gordon, and Kenny Drake? Uh, Melvin Gordon, just don't even say that name. He's not worth even bringing <laughs> up. Okay, He's completely irrelevant in fantasy. Right. If you're going to bring up Melvin Gordon, you might as well bring up Kenyon Drake. Um, both just totally irrelevant. Um, it's between Hill and, and Edwards, and I mean, it's Edwards over Hill, but you're seeing Munkin want that running back who is versatile and can be used in pass catching, and that's Hill. So if he's healthy, maybe he gets some more looks, but like Edwards is the preferred runner out of that group. Um, so I mean, like, worth having both on your roster or on your bench in a in a deep league and Hill has higher upside, but you know, Edwards is a, he's a rushing touchdown dependent running back. Yeah. He's not going to get you catches and Lamar might be sniping all of those, you know, a lot yeah, of that yards and a lot of the touchdowns. So that's what it uh, seems like to Hill, me before Hill's, until they get a running back. They're just, uh, it's Lamar Jackson is the RB one on the team. So I uh, got another question I don't know here. If they're get one. Yeah. What do we do, uh, do, with, do Stevenson? with Stevenson? He's running like Eddie Lacy after a bout of China food. <laughs> I love that. Um, oh, that's great. Hang on to Stevenson. I, he's still valuable. Uh, I didn't watch the game. Uh, Ryan Chuck did. So, yeah. Speak more to what he looked like next to Zeke. But from my understanding, Zeke looked like a better runner, which is very scary. But Stevenson's ceiling is high enough that you hold on to him. Yeah, it's started. Yeah, it so. seems like they're in a 50-50 split right now. And from the, watching the game, Zeke looked like the better running back. Uh, they're both being in, involved in the passing game. So it's not like Stevenson has the passing game on lock and then um, Zeke is like the short yardage guy. But it's it's completely split. So um, I'm concerned. I have Stevenson in a couple leagues. Unfortunately, I still have to start him, so I'm hoping for the best. But um, it doesn't look good right now. And I'm, I'm hoping that turns it around, but I would still hold on to him. Uh, just stash him on the bench. If you can uh, start someone else with higher upside, but uh, I think, I think he figures it out. He, he just has to. So that's where I'm at. Um, all right. So we talked about stay away from the Ravens running backs. Don't go after Hill. Don't go after Gordon. Leave Lee Drake alone. Uh, completely irrelevant. So now um, there's a couple running backs that somebody might pick up um, and we, we need to talk about them. Kendra Miller and Tony Jones uh, for the Saints. Now I know I already know what you're going to say. Alvin Kamara is coming back, so 
Um, I just feel like we need to talk about this uh, just to briefly and just let everybody know. Uh, Kendra Miller, for me, would be the one to stash because uh, Jamal Williams is on the IR. But I, I think they're both kind of irrelevant with Kamara coming back. Do you agree? Jones and uh, Miller? Yeah. Yeah. Tony Jones and Kendra Miller. So if you were to stash one of them, which one would you stash? Uh, there's better options out there. Okay. All right. So neither. Yeah. All right. Um, now the next <clears throat> guy I want to talk about, Matt Breida. Um, now Saquon Barkley has an update. Uh, they say he's day to day. He's questionable to come back. What do you think? So the reason why I, the reason why I, Miller doesn't have anything that Kamara doesn't. So if there was a complementary skill set, then yeah, you would lean more towards like, oh, there's value at goal line, whatever. But that is Kamara's getting if Kamara has juice in the tank, he's on the field, period. There's nothing mm-hmm. that Miller does that's better than Kamara. So that's why I say that. Uh, and I think Breida, they're gonna need him too with with Jameis Winston now at quarterback uh, for the foreseeable future. Yeah, they're gonna need Kamara, Kamara to really step up. For sure. Kamara was gonna get everything regardless, just because yeah. that's how the Saints football team has successfully operated since Kamara has yeah. been a dog, but, um, but anyway, so Saquon and um, Saquon and Brita, I don't really buy that Saquon's going to be back. I think that's dabble just kind of playing games still like okay. that. That injury is bad. I don't think it's a weak injury. So I, I don't think he's coming back. I All right. Now Breida. who does, who does breed or who do the giants have uh, coming up this week? Um, be interesting to find out here. I know. I remember they were away. <clears throat> I'm looking right now. Oh, they're playing the Seahawks at home Monday night. Oh shit! I did not think that. Yeah. So Seahawks Monday night. I mean, that would be a great game to have Saquon back. Um, but maybe, you'd be comfortable putting in Brita. I mean, he looked decent. Maybe. Yeah, hundred percent. I'd be comfortable with Brita. Maybe that. Ankle is not as bad as it looks, but yeah, I mean, if you get Barkley back for this game, that's huge, and that could yeah. be a huge game for the Giants to get back on track, be two and two. Um, so that's exciting. Okay, I don't so know. the three, I, 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 did, it, yeah, like what? What did you say? Breed's ownership was uh, Breed's have... owner. He's rostered in forty-two percent of leagues on Sleeper and twenty-six percent on ESPN. Gosh. Um, I figured I think I think he needs week. to be rostered just in case of re-injury. Like if there's the risk of re-injury, uh Brita could be valuable moving forward. So um if you have Saquon and he's sitting on your bench right now or injury, it is on your IR. Hopefully you have a sl- IR slot. Like you should have Brita. Yeah. It, for me, that's that has to be a deep league, I, I would imagine, to keep him if Saquon's back. Um mm-hmm. Because there's he doesn't have any value if Saquon's in, um, so I don't know. I, I just don't. I think I don't think Saquon's playing. Like I, from my understanding, that was a three week injury. That yeah, there was some optimism around, so maybe two weeks, but sh- certainly not one. I think it maybe helps that it was on Monday night, but does it actually? Yeah. Um, so you have eight chain. You have A-Chain at one. I'm guessing you have Matt Breida then at number two for running back pickups over Roshan. 
Or do no, you like I would have I would have a chain Roshan Brita. Okay, a chain Roshan Brita. So that's our list as of right now. There's got to be someone even better than Brita, to be honest. I don't know. Yeah, if- I'm gonna I'm gonna get into a couple more. Well, realistically, just one more that I think is really worth talking about is Ty J Spears out snapped uh, Derrick Henry this week. Uh, pretty much the past couple weeks, he's been doing this. Uh, it hasn't really been translating to production, but um, it's intriguing that he's on the field a lot more often. He's being rostered right now in 32% of leagues on Sleeper and 16% on ESPN. Um, do you like Tajay Spears? Is it interesting that he's being on the field a lot more than Derrick Henry? Uh, they clearly I, like him. I like him, but his uh, Titans offensive line is horrible, and I think I think that uh, Henry has a toe. That injury is, like, real, um, his toe injury. So I think it's more the injury than, like, obviously liking him more than Derrick Henry. Um, yeah. But the line is so bad that I don't think it matters and they're not really. Yeah. That's, that's what I was going to bring up. This, this Titans offense is terrible right now. The offensive line is one of the worst in the league. So um, Tajay Spears is interesting, but to me, he's kind of irrelevant with how bad this Titans offense is. Titans might be one of the worst teams in the league. Yeah. And that's saying much. That's saying a lot with the bears out there too. So, (laughs) Uh, all right. Um, The only other um, Rico, Rico Dowdle got a touchdown this last week. If you're a Tony Pollard owner and you have a spot that um, is open on your roster, are you considering um, taking him as a handcuff? Yeah, I like Dowdle. I don't know, depending on what this, these are so hard for me to answer because it just depends on what you have on your bench. Yeah. Um, so it's hard for me to say that. Okay. About no. All right. So our list right now uh, for running back pickups, uh, it's a chain at one. Uh, n- no surprise there. Uh, and then you got Roshan Johnson at two and Matt Breida at three. Everybody else is irrelevant. Um, not really worth a pickup in our opinion. Um, let's move on to Spears wide receivers. Deep league is should be rostered still. Who? Spears. I mean, they should both be. It's just that's uh, so hard for me to say because it depends. I, I don't know what what even in so many leagues. I don't even know what standard is anymore. So, in a deep league, both all of those guys should be rostered. There's value. Uh, Rico Dowdle as well. Yeah, I mean, he's a good runner on a. Yeah, I mean. He's so probably at this point one of the top injury, like has the highest injury upside at this point, and he looks good. And they're using him. The uh, it, it just depends on your league. It's so hard to say. Yeah, uh, on average, though, uh, I think <laughs> that's what we're saying. So pick up and start. Uh, I would, like if if you're listening to this, or you do listen, I guess you would still be listening to this. If you're listening to this, tweet at us tweet at the road show i can tell you in a split second who to pick and who to drop uh who for who like without even much context um or i'll just ask a couple questions and i can get you that answer but you know it's so hard for me to just like my brain doesn't work in a way where when you say that i can just be like oh yeah pick them up in a league i don't know you know what i'm trying to say just tweet at us we we can get you all the answers and we're happy to do so that's why we're you know why we're doing this so absolutely all right let's move on to wide receivers uh this list of wide receivers is a lot longer than the running backs um at the top of the list here uh for me is tank dell tank dell um again another big week uh week two he had seven seven receptions on 10 targets for 72 yards and a touchdown and then just this last week five receptions on seven targets 
145 yards and a touchdown, back-to-back touchdowns. Uh, to me, this guy's just a playmaker. Like he just he looks really good on the field. Um, CJ Stroud is out there playing like the best rookie quarterback. Um, you know, almost 400 yards week two, week two and like 300 week three, and he's forming a nice connection with Tank Dell. So, you know, uh, as well as Collins. I mean, Collins had a down game week two or week this past week, but uh, I think. Tank Dell should continue the success throughout the season, and he's the top waiver wire pickup for wide receivers for me. Would you agree? Um, who, who else is? Uh, give me your list. All right, so we have Tank Dell. Uh, we have Adam Thielen. Uh, he's rostered in 58% of leagues on sleepers, so the majority have him, uh, and 54 on ESPN. We also have Tutu Atwell at 65% and 60 on ESPN. Uh, Josh Reynolds, who put up a goose egg this last week at 65% and 37 on ESPN. Quinton Johnston is out there, 51% uh, rostered on Sleeper, 46 on ESPN. Uh, you got Rashid Shahid. Um, I mean, there's a this is a long list, so let's just stick with these six right now. Uh, Tutu Atwell, Josh Reynolds. There's no Adam. one better than those six? Um, I'll go down the rest of the list. You got Jaden Reed, Marvin Mims, Josh Downs, Josh Palmer, and Mike Wilson, uh, those are the only uh, relevant wide receivers that are available in most yeah, leagues. I mean, I, Palmer is maybe at the top of my list. Um, Josh Downs. Josh Palmer. Okay. Um, Marvin Mims. So I think that, I mean, Palmer's maybe at the top of my list. Um, him is and he QJ. Above, above, T, uh, above Tank Dell? Yeah, I think like... I think if you want short-term Josh Palmer, long-term Quinton Johnston, that's going to be the best player in this list, period. Um, so it just depends on what you have the ability to roster right now on your team. Did you have um, Mike Williams? Did you have, you know, do you have, like last week, for example, a lot of my teams, I have Waddle and Ayuk, and I could use someone to produce right now. Um Josh Palmer is probably the guy in the in, in the Chargers offense, um, and then eventually I think Quentin Johnson will be that guy. But that's what I would be looking towards um, over Tank Dell, just because that <clears throat> that offense is so much better. Um, yeah, the t- Texans look great right now. Um, but they're still going to go through a lot of growing pains this season. So, like, Tank Dell's not going to do what he's doing every week. He's just not going to. He's going to have bad weeks. Um, I don't really have Tank Dell in, like, my top 40, I wouldn't say. I haven't necessarily went and, like, I, I haven't looked at exactly what that top 40 looks like, but I can't yeah, imagine. Rest of season. Yeah, I can't imagine he's in there, you know. Um, I think he would be in there for me, just generally 50. speaking. I mean, that yeah. puts two Texans wide receivers in your top 40, and there's just 0% chance for me that that is the case. Mm-hmm. Um, just because there's 32 teams, and I have – over eight teams that are better that have better offenses than the Texans, which would give you a wide receiver one and two in your top 40. That's the way my brain looks at it. Um, but again, I haven't looked at it, so I can't say that for sure. But I would say 
Stroud is not like this amazing quarterback. Yeah, he looks like his future is very bright. The Texans are still the Texans. They're not going to win the division. They're probably not going to win more than six games. So there's going to be a lot of growing pains involved in that. Like just because they looked good for one game and beat the Jaguars doesn't mean like, you know, they're not a first-year head coach with a first-year quarterback and have a lot of losing that is going to happen this season. Yeah. Um, that being said, they had played from behind. So they're they, they're showing that Stroud, when they're behind, they're going to let Stroud just sling it and throw through for good like for better or worse let's see so yeah i mean ravens at ravens they put up nine points go to the colts who's a bad team um ravens are still figuring out too jags not looking good like this week against the steelers is a great this is a great test for like how good could the texans actually be i mean you saw that defensive line and tj watt like TJ Watt is a big dog, real deal defensive lineman, right? He's going to be hounding all over Stroud and how, how how uncomfortable can he make him and how does he handle that? Can the Texans win that game? Can Stroud look like a 300 and you know, 300 yard passer against that defense? I'm going to say no, but if he does, then maybe Tank Dell's in the top 40, but yeah. I just think that Herbert throwing for 404, you're going to see that a lot more than you're going to see Stroud throwing for 303. So because of that, I want the wide receiver two on that offense because that's kind of what it's going to be all year. Yeah, that's fair. I, I can I can get that. Um, so you have Josh Palmer at one, Tank Dell at two, um, or do you have Adam Thielen or Quentin Johnson at two? How do you rank these four guys I, between Palmer, Dell, Thielen, and Quentin Johnston? I have Josh Palmer slash Quentin Johnston at one. And then I what have – What does that mean? That means if you need a short-term fix, then you go Palmer. If you need a long-term – if you can afford to have a lot like a wait a few weeks until Quentin Johnson blows up, then I have it's whatever your roster can support, whatever you can like. I think Quentin Johnson over the for the rest of the season will be the better player, but as of right now, I think Palmer's going to stop, he's going to step in and have the most success right away. But eventually, um, as Johnson learns the NFL and learns the offense and becomes more trusted, he's going to be the guy to own. So okay. if you can take on those three weeks, then go get Johnson. If you need to fill in for Mike Williams and someone's going to be in your starting lineup, then Palmer. Okay. Now what about uh, Dell Thielen, uh, Rashid Shahid, uh, Tutu Atwell, Josh Downs, Marvin Mims? How do you stack those guys up? So I would probably separate them into slot high reception guys, and I would put them on the left, and then I would put big swinging home run hitters, and I would put them on the right, and that would be Tutu, Rashid, and Mims as your home run hitters, and I would go – 
I just don't know how much Tutu's role is going to be. I, we haven't heard anything about Cup. So until we know he's going to be back, then I'm going to put Tutu as number one, Mims as number two, and Shahid as number three as my home run hitters. And then I would put I would put Dell over Thielen, I think. That's tough. That's tough. If if I knew Dalton was going to be quarterback for two more weeks, I would go Thielen over Dell. But because I think Bryce is probably coming back soon, yeah. I'll go Dell over Thielen. Um, and then Jaden Reed. Jaden Reed's not far behind. He could be ahead of both of those guys, mind you. Like Love is looking like he is the real deal. Um, and beginning of season – Value on Jaden Reed. Young quarterback has not figured out who his weapons are yet. Um, said Jaden Reed has the he, he's in an opportunity where he can win over love and build that chemistry early on and then be in the same boat as any of those guys, right? Like Watson, him sitting out and not being on the field, having production with love. These first few weeks is huge for Dobbs and and uh, and Reed because he's going to come back. Their roles are kind of set in stone, and then it's Watson's the odd man out, regardless of past production. It wasn't with love, mm -hmm. so um, so Reed Reed's a trusted slot, and he's going to have an awesome um, role in this offense. But I probably have him third, so I would go Dell Thielen read and i would that's how i would have my two columns um josh reynolds i don't love just because look at what laporte is doing you're gonna have jameson williams back in a few weeks uh he's just kind of like a D dfs maybe he has a big game type player but i'm not roster or i'm not starting him at all downs I don't think the Colts passing offense is good enough to support him and Pittman. So uh, I'm leaving him off too, but I would go Dell Thielen, Reed as if you need, you know, a high volume type player. And then if you're looking for a, a, a home run hitting type player, it's two, two Mims Shahid. That's the way I do it. But I separate the two because they're two very different types of receivers. And again, it goes back to what does your, what does your roster need? Yeah. Um, well, we're going to have to hash this out and figure out uh, a, a better way for people to understand this. Cause I think it might, it might come across as confusing. Um, so we'll work we'll workshop this for the next episode, but um, to tell everybody, we do have Josh Palmer as the top pickup for this week for wide receivers um, outside of, outside of Josh Palmer, tank Dell, Adam Thielen, uh, Jaden Reed and uh, Quentin Johnston for a long-term asset. Uh, we think he's going to uh, pop up there. So um, yeah, now, as I, so saying you want to we'll workshop this and figure out a better way to communicate this. I don't want to be one of those websites that just says, here's the fucking list. Cause that's, it, it's all comes down to what is your team need, right? Um, that's what makes a good in-season fantasy football player is knowing what your team needs and then going and getting that asset, right? Um, so, yeah, like 
I, I just don't think you can half-ass put up a list like that and do anyone any good. Like, you know what I mean? Um, that's just not – like, you're kind of just, like, throwing shit on the wall just so that you could have something to look at. Um, it all comes down to what does your roster need and let's go – Cause that's how you're like, that's how you're getting your team better. Right. Um, and there's times for home run hitters and there's times for, um, you know, let's say you're down six and a half points going into Monday night and you can start uh two, two at well, or, or Jaden Reed. Um, and you know, Jaden Reed's going to get five catches for 40 yards. Um, like almost guaranteed. That's what he gets then you probably start him, you know, it's all depends on that in my mind. Okay. Makes sense. Yeah. And then uh, let's talk about tight ends. Uh, There's only four on the list here that are worth talking about. Uh, Jake Ferguson, Luke Musgrave, Zach Ertz, and Hayden Hurst. Um, Do you like any of these tight ends? If you're, if you're in need of a tight end, um, do any of those names pop out to you? It's crazy, man. Cause like, week one we were all over Hurst, right like everyone that was he was the big pickup week one and now after two underwhelming games it's like i'm probably gonna drop him in a league i have him in and pick up ferguson yeah same here (laughs) i think ferguson's the guy for sure i think musgrave just like i just like we kind of said with tank dell he's young and he's going to have some growing pains in a young offense um especially when watson comes back that's a young offense who's missing their top receiving threat so they're going to have to add him in and then figure you know figure out the chemistry again so musgrave's going to have some growing pains ferguson we know his role and it's going to be good and yeah. he's just separating himself from Schumacher and Hunter shot or whatever, Hender shot, yeah. um, shoot shot, whatever his name is. So definitely Ferguson one. Um, Musgrave's looking Mus- a lot. Yeah. Musgrave. Mus- yeah. Ferguson, Musgrave, Hertz and Ertz, Hertz, Ertz Hurst, and Hurst. Hurst and Hurst. <laughs> um, yeah. Musgrave looked a lot better this past week. Um, he was being targeted pretty often by Jordan love. So uh, that's intriguing moving forward, but yeah, I agree with you for me. It's, Ferguson, Musgrave, uh, Ertz, and Hurst uh, in that order. Yeah, I mean, in terms of, like, watching every play, I've only done that with the Packers against that Bears against the Bears. And, like, Musgrave looked pretty lost. You know, like, he would be wide open on a route and just not really run to the right spot. So I think he has growing pains, right? He has rookie growing pains to go through in a young offense, you know, that's changing every week right now. And then you're going to get Watson back. So Musgrave by the end of the season, again, what do you need now? I don't know that I'm picking up and starting him this week. Maybe. I mean, depends on if Watson's back and it's a Thursday night, I probably am not picking him up and starting him this week. There's got to be a better option, but as someone who is going to, continue to get better over the course of the year and may potentially towards the end of the year be a very good starter yeah yeah that's that's you know definitely that makes sense all right um well i think that about does it for our hitchhikers episode quarterbacks 
Uh, I don't I don't have any on my list. There's okay. none that are uh, worth talking about for me. Let's do quarterbacks um, moving forward. Let's pick like a ownership percentage we want to talk about and do like streaming quarter streamable a streaming yeah streamable. quarter streaming quarterback type thing. Okay, so All roadshow right, baby, out. we're constantly uh, just you know we're, we're getting better. We're figuring out our groove. We're gonna be doing this every week and just getting better and learning from every episode. I don't think I want to go live anymore. I slacked you during this episode. Yeah, uh, We were getting peppered with questions and I, I would rather just be in. I would rather be in the episode fully focused on waivers, knocking out a quick 30 minute condensed good waiver segment and then going live and and taking questions i i would like to be live taking questions so doing like a live waiver come join us for this 30 hour time slot and we'll go through waivers like yeah i would i think that's an awesome fun engaging like cool idea i just don't want to do it at the same time and just get thrown off course and all that yeah it makes sense because, you know, we could do our waiver episode in a nice 30-minute, like, boom. Um, people can go on, listen to it. None of the bullshit is in there. It's just like, boom, 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 this is what we're looking at. Yeah. And then, you know, Q&A Tuesdays when everyone's looking through their lineups, assessing uh, strengths, weaknesses, ads, drops, that kind of thing. Boom. Mm-hmm. We can knock out that in the comments. You know, I think that would be... That'd be awesome. That'd be the way to do it. Okay. All right. Well, uh, stay tuned for that. Uh, again, follow us on Twitter at fantasy underscore trucker at Coles underscore sports. Follow the show at fantasy road show. Check out the Substack, the fantasy And check us out on YouTube. Like, and subscribe at youtube.com slash sports ethos. Boom. You just Boom. crushed that buckle. Up. Uh, and don't forget to, no, don't forget to pick them up. Pick them up. Pick them up. Pick em up.